0: Just to uh, build build up on what you said earlier, uh, so you talked about how the sort of there is a difference in what is the objective in a private organization where the objective would be profit maximization, but a state body objective would largely be welfare optimization, welfare maximization. Uh, Having done both, uh, were there times when you felt that your experience was useful there, uh, so from the private to the public, uh, because you were the finance minister, so you would, uh, my understanding that you would be well versed with what the requirements of the industry or how they would like to operate, so, and whether there is a challenge also in that transition from uh, profit optimization to welfare. And since you're all students I'd actually take a step back. One of the most interesting courses I took at uh, my MBA program uh, was taught by a visiting professor he was somebody who worked in the New York Fed and he took a year off and he came and taught professor stray Strahan, I think and uh, he he gave like a winding up lecture for about two hours on the on the course well, probably the the one of the most brilliant lectures I've heard and it was completely about, it was called uh, advanced corporate finance something. So corporate finance was like an introduction to corporate finance and then corporate finance too. And all it was about was aligning incentives of the employees, the uh, kind of executives and the shareholders. This is an incredibly complex problem, right? How, like, uh, I'm sure you've all heard of the agency problem and you've all heard of, you know, other kinds of, uh, you know, incentivization issues and you use uh, compensation you know whether it's in fixed compensation and variable should it be restricted share should it be options what is it you know do you really want them to be levered bets and what does that do to risk taking behavior you know heads eye win, tails the company loses so it's actually quite complex to even figure out how to align the incentives in a profit maximizing entity all the way from the hourly worker to the ceo and the board members let alone the shareholders who are passive shareholders if it's a public company who don't have any day-to-day involvement in the company and you've heard thousands of cases of you know of the uh, uh, kind of lunatics taking over the asylum right Of of the ceo and all these guys deciding they own the company rather than the shareholders and acting in a very detrimental to the shareholders interests and beneficial to their interests, overpaying themselves obviously that problem manifests itself much, much worse in government. In government, uh, the people who are really those that need the benefit of government's goods, services, or uh, pension payments, or uh, support, are not audible or visible to people sitting at the top of the pyramid. And we did a survey with my, one of my advisors. Incidentally, my other connection is that both Raghu and Arvind sit on the... Tamil uh, Nadu Chief Minister's Economic Advisory Council, which I put together when I was Finance Minister, but another member of that council is Esther Duflo, Professor at MIT, a Nobel laureate, incidentally. But uh, and we worked with her to look at the old age pension that we give. It's like thousand rupees a month. I'd been advocating for it to be higher, but a different story. That thousand rupees a month does it reach the people we really wanted to reach? Like uh, you know, because we we'll have. You know, two types of errors, right? One type of error is visible. When we started purifying the data, we found like 100,000 beneficiaries who were listed as dead in the death certificates were still getting these payments. So clearly that error that those who should not be getting it, getting it, that happens. But I'm much more concerned about the reverse error, which is those who are eligible for this benefit are not getting it that error was happening that is we were getting to the second lowest uh, level of the pyramid but we are not getting to the lowest level of the pyramid because the people at the lowest level of the pyramid were usually old older women who lived alone didn't have a smartphone and didn't have anybody who'd take them to a government office to fill out a form and didn't have any way of being informed that they had this right if they suddenly they, you know their son or somebody who was taking care of them passed away and they were now you know eligible nobody would tell them that they were eligible So the state has a really hard time identifying those that it is really supposed to uh, alleviate the condition of. And in fact, the state gets crowded by the noises of people who are super privileged, have super access, who basically, you know, and that's in every democracy. I'm not talking about state state of Tamil Nadu or India, it happens in America. this alignment of incentives and elimination of lobbying and cornering and kind of gaming the system that is the hardest part that's true in corporate life that's true in private enterprise and that's true in government so I wouldn't say the contrast between profit maximizing versus public good maximizing is the real dichotomy that is very clear that's what you're supposed to do Uh, how you do it in a way that in the case of corporate entities actually benefits the shareholders rather than the intermediary levels because they are the true owners. And in the case of governments, it benefits the actual people at the bottom of the pyramid rather than the intermediaries. That includes politicians, IAS officers, you know, government servants, uh, you know, other middlemen, touts, whatever. That's the real complex part. In that sense, they're very, very similar problems. It goes down to human nature, to alignment incentives, to usage of data, to elimination of, in many cases, elimination of layers, elimination of processes that are ripe for and seeking. So, for example, when I was finance minister, I didn't approve the the creation of any new government offices uh, for just putting government staff in an office. I didn't think that the future was that we should have you know, citizens come to a government office to have their complaints dealt with. It should be online to the extent possible. Tamil Nadu has relatively high literacy, relatively high income, therefore highest penetration of internet, smartphones etc. And for those who couldn't, that we would go and find them at their house. So the Chief Minister gave us all these programs, right? Illam Teri from, you know, uh, chronic disease medicines to remedial education to pension life certificates validation, To mustering all of these, we said either you do it online or we'll come to your house. You don't need to come to the government office anymore. Because the minute they come to the government office, the risk of rent seeking of complexity rises. So, you know, this is just one example I'm saying. The, the, The complexity is of designing processes and aligning incentives at the multiple levels that you necessarily have to have or eliminating levels if you can throughout the organization, because the intent may be something at the top, it may be translated to something else, all the way down, just structurally, not because people are uh, bad people or good people, but because the system is not designed to align the incentives properly.